Texas Chunkla. I'm attorney Jesse Hernandez, the Texas Chunkla, and today I am kicking it with my good friend Joseph Anthony, aka the Slime King of San Antonio. I knew you were going to say that. How are you doing, Joseph? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Why do I call you the Slime King of San Antonio? Because I made slime in San Antonio, <laughs> probably. Because you are the legend of slime making in San Antonio. Thank you. Uh, so I love to start these out by asking, who are you? Well, I am a content creator for sure, and I am also the social media manager for the Texas Chunkla. I've heard of that guy. He's kind of smelly, is what I've heard. I heard he's pretty dope. I don't know. I think you probably heard better than I did. <laughs> so you're a content creator. What kind of content do you create? So I create content both for the Texas Chunkla, so we do our like legal content, and then I also just kind of do whatever I feel like on TikTok. Um, I'm not really into YouTube anymore. That's where I started, but... I'm just kind of taking a step back right now and just doing what I want to do, basically. Okay. So from what I've learned on the internet by researching you, I have learned that you are really huge on YouTube in the slime community um, and that you have been really huge for a very long period of time. How did you get started doing slime and YouTube? So it was different for me. So... I made slime in like 2015, probably, just because I saw it on Pinterest, honestly. And I didn't see any slime videos at the time, and I fell in love with it, just making like random slimes. I was literally in my grandma's house. I lived with my grandma at the time, and I grabbed her detergent and some glue, and <laughs> she got so mad at me because I made slimes with her detergent. But um, that's how it started, honestly. I fell in love with it. I saw that there was a void in the market, and I started making slime videos. There was probably like one. And so I started doing like random stuff with slime, like, you know, making candy slime, like just really random stuff. And it worked. So your slime, like your, your whole slime empire is self-taught? Yeah, everything. Everything from the video production, um, audio, because sometimes I would do like voiceovers and things like that. I started, so if we can backtrack, I started... Um, no, we can't. We're going to not go back. <laughs> no, I, I started um, doing theater in high school. So, like, that's where, like, I realized that I wanted to be, like, an entertainer of some sort. I just didn't know how. So I tried everything. I did acting. I did singing. I, like, whatever I could get my hands on, that's what I did. Um, I even moved to L.A. when I graduated high school um, after Louisiana? my first job. No, Los Angeles. Oh, Los Angeles. Yeah. Not L.A. No. Um, so... I did that. I didn't last but a couple months there. It was super, super hard. I like I failed. But when I got back home, it lit a fire under my ass, honestly, like if I can say that, um, because I saw that there was not going to be opportunities for me. I'm not Brad Pitt. I don't look like Justin Bieber. So it was harder for me in L.A. Um, so when I came back home, I decided that I wanted to create my own opportunity and I started YouTube. Well, let's let's talk about since you backtrack, I'm going to backtrack. Mm -hmm. uh, let's talk about moving to L.A. because, like, that's a big leap. Going from San Antonio, which is a big city, but it really feels like a small town. Especially at the time. How old were you at the time? I was 22. So at 22 years old, you're like, hey, throwing everything in my bag, moving to L.A.? Yeah. And what, 
I, I know 22-year-olds, if, if I believe my COO, Jacqueline, they don't have a fully formed frontal cortex, so they don't think things out. But what were you thinking when you made that move? I wasn't thinking at all, honestly, because I didn't even have a plan of what I was going to do when I got there. I was living in um, hotel rooms because I didn't even have like a place to stay. I just was literally like, I'm going and that's it. So I really didn't have a plan. I just, I knew how to find auditions because I was already working here in Texas, like doing short films. Um, I've done some feature films as well. So I already kind of like knew how to find the auditions and how to find the jobs. It was just about securing the jobs, which I was not doing in LA for sure. So um, I really didn't, I didn't have much of a plan at all. I just kind of went, I just, yeah, I just did it. And in your in your mind, thinking back, did you think like, I'm really talented. I know I'm great at this. I'm gonna go to LA, and you know, within a month or two, people are gonna be seeing me at Santicos. Like, did you think that, yeah. or did you know like, hey, this is a risk. This is a gamble. No, I've I've always been delusional and super <laughs> and super ambitious. Um, some people would say too ambitious, but I don't think that's the case. I, I truly do believe that I can do everything, like anything that I set my mind to, I think I could do. So, so you went and you took this chance, mm -hmm. which takes courage and, and guts in and of itself. Um, and it didn't work out. And you came to that realization. Well, did you come to that realization or did L.A. say like, hey, bro, you got to go back to Oh, San yeah. Antonio. L.A. humbled me real fast. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, a big part of it, too, was I missed my family. I had never been away from my family for that long. And that was a big part of it, too. So coming home, did you feel like, hey, I've got my tail tucked between my legs. I, I gave it a shot. I chased the dream. It didn't pan out. Now I've got to go be an adult. Mm -hmm. Or did you think like, hey, I'm coming home. I'm going to brush myself off. I'm going to find a new plan. Like, what was your thinking at that point? Yeah, so my thinking was, um, so it's going to get a little deep here. So when I was in L.A., I didn't really have any friends. Obviously, I was new. Um I would come home from work and I had nothing to do. Sometimes I didn't even have anything to eat. I would go to the Dollar Tree for um, groceries. So like literally whatever I could find for like 15 bucks, I would grab. So I had a phone plan and I had um, data. So I was watching YouTube videos and I fell in love with YouTube. I, it was just, I saw people creating their own opportunities. So when I came back home, that's what I decided to do. I was like, you know, you're going to go back to the bank, go back to what you know, because I worked at a bank before. And you're going to um, stay up long nights. You're going to make these videos and you're going to do what you have to do to create the opportunities for yourself. So that's what I did. Back then, like, do you remember who was big on YouTube or who it was that you you saw and you're like, that's cool. I would love to do that. Yes, actually. And it actually came full circle. So um, my friend, well, we became friends, but Karina Garcia, she was a huge DIY. Uh, she is a huge DIY YouTuber. Um, she was, she had like one of the only slime videos. Remember I was telling you there was really only just a couple, um, on YouTube and I fell in love with her content. I just was in love with the DIY aspect of everything. It was super cool and colorful. And that's kind of like my personality, I feel like. So I fell in love with that space, the DIY community. And, um, we connected and we became friends. She invited me to her tour. She did a tour in Texas. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was on stage with her. Um, craziness after that. And it was just so much fun. It was, cr it's crazy how it came full circle like that. She was like my only friend in LA and I didn't even know her. And oh, that's crazy. I come back home, start my YouTube channel. It blows up and I become her friend, it, like actually her friend in real life. 
That is amazing. So when yeah. you say she was your friend in LA, you mean because you spent so much time watching her yeah, on your I phone, felt, not like y'all were hanging out at no, the parties. No, no, no. We weren't hanging out. I felt like she was my friend because I she was there anytime I needed her. Anytime I wanted to watch something, she was there. It's almost like you manifested that friendship. Yeah. I like that. Um, <laughs> I'm a big believer in manifestation yeah. for those of you at home. Mm -hmm. So you come home and you're like, hey, I'm down, but I'm not out. I'm going to give something else a shot. Got an adult job back mm -hmm. at the bank. Yep. And you start making these YouTube videos. Was Slime your first thing or did you try and do something else first? No. So actually when I started my YouTube channel, I wanted it to be a cooking channel. Oh, so, nice. So, yeah. So my first video was Valentine's Day treats. Valentine's Day is my favorite holiday. It's always been. And um, I was making like chocolate covered Oreos, brownies, which really in hindsight is not even cooking. I'm just kind of like melting some I'll chocolate and throwing it in there. But um, yeah, that was my first. And then I realized it's super, super hard to do a cooking channel on YouTube, like super hard. So that's when I went back to slime and I was like, you know what? I'm going to make a slime video. So my second video actually was a slime video. And from there, that's so weird that your first videos were cooking and that you, you did a lot of like treats because I think I met you in January of last year and my birthday is in February and I didn't get any sort of chocolate dip treats. I didn't get any kind of treat. Wow. So I just find it amazing to know that you know how to do these kinds of things. Yeah, well, you didn't see the video. <laughs> the, <laughs> was it, it a disaster? It wasn't that great, to be honest. Uh, I'm, I'm not a cook. I'm not a chef. <laughs> I don't know why I thought I could be one on YouTube, but that's what I decided to start with. Okay, so that that I kind of fizzled you. out. Yeah, I, well, that's my good. gift to you was not bringing you because I streets. do have a very delicate <laughs> stomach. It's substantial, but it's delicate. Yeah. Um. So okay. So You're you went from edible to non-edible. <laughs> yes. Um. And you know, tell us about that journey because now I I I legitimately say you are a YouTube star. You have done the things that YouTube Thank stars you. have have done. Mm -hmm. Um. So there is no doubt that you were a star. But obviously you didn't start out and suddenly, you know, you're Joseph the Slime King. Mm -hmm. You're just another dude on YouTube. Tell us about that journey, how you go from video one to being flown out by companies. Yeah. So my YouTube journey was intense. I mean, you know how intense I could get about this stuff. It was like that from the very beginning. I was working a full-time job at the bank and then I would go home and prepare videos weekly, three videos a week on YouTube for a whole year before my channel blew up. It oh, took wow. me an entire year, literally. So doing three videos a week, a week every, every week, week for a year. I mean, I may have missed, uh, you know, but, basically. Every, but yeah, three, three videos a week, every week for an entire year. That's like the equivalent of being in a band and doing three shows a weekend and no one's there, right? Yeah. No one's no one's tuning in. No one's buying your merch. Well, that's the thing about YouTube. I feel like because I am very delusional, <laughs> that is kind of like what you have to be in this industry or to be a YouTuber. You have to envision that there's an audience already when there isn't one. You know what I mean? You have to already have that mindset because... People aren't going to want to watch you if you're timid or if you're, you know, and it's, of course, you know, it comes with time. You're going to, your first video is going to suck. I'm pretty sure everybody's first video sucked, except for yours. So I did yours. Thank you. Um, Actually, <laughs> I did mine. I did my Taylor Swift crying in the shower and it did suck. It, it was funny. It was funny. Thank though. you. Thank you. I, I yeah. just wanted to hear that. I just tweaked some things, but it was funny. But yeah, um, so it literally took me an entire year. The video that blew up on my channel was I turned Play-Doh into slime and- 
Was that the edible Play-Doh? No, it was. That's a different video. Yeah, but you it, did do edible Play-Doh. Um, yes. Okay. This one was literally me taking slime. I mean, me taking Play-Doh and like turning it into slime, and it blew up because Play-Doh was pretty much accessible. It still is accessible to everybody. It's cheap. It's like fifty cents at Walmart, and they could turn it into something that they've been wanting that they've been seeing all over YouTube. So that video blew up for me, and from there on, each video was like a hundred thousand views, and then it went up to more than that. You know, so. That's really my journey there. So when when you're doing that and that's happening to you, and you said that that took like a year before an that happened, an entire year, literally. So what are you, <clears throat> what are you hearing from like your friends and your family like during that year? Like, are they like, hey, Joseph, you can do it. You're doing great. What what is it that Jackie says? You're doing great, honey. <laughs> doing uh, great are they me. saying that or are they like, bro, like, give it up, like just. Um, like I said, I tried a lot of things before. So my family was kind of used to the way that my delusion works. <laughs> um, I, I lived with my grandma, like I mentioned when I started my YouTube channel and, um, you know, I would film, I would even have them in the video sometimes, like just, you know, for fun. Um, everybody was really supportive because they had no choice. I wasn't going <laughs> to stop. I wasn't going to stop. And sometimes I would even, my grandma would be, you know, blasting the TV in the living room and I'm like, I'm filming. So I'd have to pay her Quiet to on leave. The set, grandma. I literally had to pay her like, go to the bingo. Here's 20 bucks. Wow, okay. I just need an hour. Like <laughs> bribing grandma. So yeah, literally. Film. But she loved it. So, okay. Yeah. And then that's probably why she was doing it on purpose. Like the louder I go, the more cash. I Yeah. Get. And then once the checks rolled in, that's when everyone was like, you know, you worked so hard for this, so that's cool. But like, everybody was very supportive. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. um, and you're you're very close to your family, so that means a lot yes. that they support you. Yes, very close. So, let me ask you this: So you hit that first big, the big one with the play doh. Mm -hmm. Was it immediately like okay, everything after that was a hit, or you hit that and you're expecting everything to be great, and it just kind of drops back down for a little bit with little spikes? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Definitely everything was not a hit on my channel after that video. I, you know, it's normal. You have a video that hits a million views and then you have one that hits like a couple it's, thousand. It's normal that you have a video that hits a million <laughs> views. It's just, it's how it happens. I, normal. I'm just saying like, you know, there's peaks and valleys for sure. But um, the reason that I was able to capture the audience, I think is because I posted so frequently. A lot so of they knew like that. they can tune in on a consistent basis and there's going to be new content. Yeah, I actually had it on my uh, channel banner. So you saw a picture of me and it said like new video every Monday, Tuesday and Friday or something like that. Monday, Thursday and Friday, I think was my schedule. That's awesome. Yeah. So I was super consistent, which I think is the key as well. Like you need delusion, but also consistency. <laughs> so for the people out there that, that don't know how this works, like what happens? Like you hit a video with a million views and suddenly like a check just shows up at your door or how does that work? How does, how do you turn creating an audience into, okay, I'm getting, I'm getting paid to do this now. Yeah. So to be monetized on YouTube, you have to have certain requirements. It's different now. I'm not exactly sure how it is now, but, uh, back then, um, YouTube sent you like a little notification when you were able to be, not uh, monetized. And so as soon as I'm still um, waiting on that notification, <laughs> we're going to get there, hit me up. we're going to get there, but, um, yeah, they, they let you know whenever you're going to be able to be monetized, you have to meet certain requirements. Um, thankfully I was monetized before the video okay, went viral. Cool. So I was able to capitalize on that. Uh, but some people, you know, they hit a viral video and that's their ticket to be monetized, which is really cool. And everybody gets paid differently. It's a CPM cost per milli. 
um, everybody's is different depending on like the video content and things like that. So it's per thousand views that you get paid. Okay. Um, if your video is monetizable, if they can put ads on it, of course, cause YouTube wants to cut. Okay. And so in the slime space, is that the only way that you're making money? How else can you make money? How else were you making money as a YouTuber? So I was getting a lot of comments when I made my slime videos. People wanted me to meld them the slime that I made for this video and they were willing to pay for it. So I decided to start a slime shop and I was making these slime videos, packaging the slimes up and dividing it into four and mailing it to people. And that slowly turned into another source of income for me. And after that, I was like, you know what? Let me make slime specifically for my shop. I would make hundreds of slimes. And that was unicorn slime. Unicorn slime shop. That was my thing. Um, you know, because unicorns, glitter, everything. Everybody loves glitter. Two eyes. Yes. Because Joseph Anthony, two eyes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I saw that as another source of income. And I don't come from money. So as soon as I see money, like, I want to see more of it come in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, my family never really had that. And um, doing that. You know, it was very successful for me because it, I was like also one of the first slime shops as well. Um, so it was cool. I mean, I could up, you know, upload 300 listings for slimes and sell out in an hour. And I would sell these slimes at like eight bucks a piece. It was so that's great. That's real money. That's yeah, good it was money. real money. Mm-hmm. So when you're making that kind of money, is this still like a part time gig that you're doing after your your bank job? Or like, when did you know, like, hey. I've got to take advantage of this. I waited a couple months after my video went viral and I was getting paid. I waited a couple months and then I just, re- I realized that I was making more money on YouTube and I was also not paying as much attention to it as I should have or as I could have. And I kind of thought to myself, well, if you do this full time, you'll be able to make more content and make more money. So that's what I did. I definitely don't suggest that you join social media for money especially nowadays because it's kind of hard to monetize yourself now but um that was my thinking then but i actually did love what i was doing it was fun who doesn't like to get paid to have fun of course and so you're doing something that that you really like and you're you're really enjoying it Mm -hmm. it becomes this full-time job um but not just for you right you you had to hire people to help you with yeah, this. Yeah, I employed my entire family. My mom quit her job. She came to help me with the shop because we were just selling out of slimes. Every single week I would restock slimes. We couldn't keep them in the store. And so I was like, I need help packaging these slimes. My mom actually, um, she quit her job. She was helping me make the slimes and package them. My grandma was um, helping me package as well. Um, my aunt as well. My grandpa Everybody was helping because I needed the help. It was all of the family was in on the slime. Yes, literally. I had my cousins helping at one point. Everybody. It was all hands on deck for sure. That is amazing that everyone would come together for that. Yes. So you have that and you're you're getting to be this this huge personality um, on YouTube. But within the slime community, as I I love to call you the slime king, uh, you do rise to being one of the I was going to say the faces of slime. That sounds bad. But you become one of the biggest players in the in the slime game. Yeah. Um, and so that brought bigger money. That brought like... Brand deals. Brand deals. Tell us about that. Yeah. Um, I have been very fortunate to have worked with Elmer's Glue directly. Um, also Nickelodeon, Disney. Um, I've promoted, you know, did um, like social media stuff for them. Um, 
And it's been fun. Elmer's even, like you mentioned earlier, Elmer's flew me out to Atlanta, Georgia, their headquarters. Um, I got to test their products before they even launched it. Um, I also got to meet with, you know, representatives from Google, from Instagram, um, to kind of like teach us tips and tricks and stuff like that. So I've, yeah, I've, I've done it. It was nice. That's absolutely amazing. Like that's every, that's every creator's dream is to like, you know, to one, I'm going to be so big that my videos are going to make money. And then I'm going to be so big that I sell merch. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to be so big that brands come calling. Mm -hmm. You had all of that. Yeah. So clearly it was nothing but roses and champagne and the best life ever, right? Well, not necessarily. I mean, it was great. It was great in like money aspect, but I really did like neglect my health and like my relationships like with friends, I didn't really have time for my friends as much as I should have. Because this is like a full time, 24 hours a day. Yeah. Yeah. You're- Most people don't realize that. Like when you say full time, it's it's full time. I've missed some of my family's birthday parties because I needed to upload a video. It was like a Friday. So that's my day to upload. You know, I didn't have a really good work life balance at that point. Because you're producing all of this content, editing all of this content, doing all of that by yourself. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even know you could hire people to do that, honestly. I didn't know that. So I... I know a guy. Yeah. I would recommend him highly. Yeah, I hear he's great. He's amazing. <laughs> yeah, so um, I did everything myself, everything, um, full production, all of my And own. so that's working around the clock. And then you have this merch store that is doing amazing numbers, mm-hmm. right? And it's bringing in all this money. But yeah. the problem with the merch store is... You got to produce the merch. Yes. And then you're producing merch. And obviously some of it, I'm assuming, I don't know, but I'm, I'm assuming some of it is just like, boom, as soon as you post it, it's out the door. Yeah. Other stuff is like, oh, I thought that would sell better. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're having to keep up with like inventory, I yeah. guess. Mm-hmm. Right. So you started this to be a celebrity and now you're like a store owner, a business owner. Yeah. And I did not intend to do that. I just saw it as another source of income and I was like, okay, we're going to roll with it and just kind of do it as we go. I hated having a slime shop. Like just being the owner of it, like I'm sure you can relate being an owner of any business. It's stressful. And if you're not like going into it with that mindset of being a business owner, it it's a lot. Well, because it's not the fun part. It's, it's not. The, yeah. Producing, creating, that's the fun part. I mean, there are people, and, and I think every, every type of person is different. There's people who love numbers, and they love dealing with numbers. Mm-hmm. There's people who love seeing problems and solving problems. And then there's creatives like you, where like yeah. you love creating something that people love. You love thinking of ideas. Um, and so those are different people. Mm-hmm. Someone to do the accounting, someone to do the inventory, someone to the, do the manufacturing And then you, who's just like, I want to create and share with the world and make people happy and be happy. Yeah. You have to kind of do it all. And you start running out of time to do that part. Mm -hmm. Um, And so these days, while you're still busy making a lot of content, Mm -hmm. you're not really doing it as much for yourself. No. Why is that? I um, realized that I was, at, at some point, I had fallen out of love with it. Not the content creation, but the content that I was producing. I felt like I was in a box and I couldn't get out of that box. I tried doing other types of content and it just wasn't hitting. Everybody wanted to see slime, which I understand. I mean, that was my thing. Because you built this slime audience. Yeah, and literally every video was slime because it was hitting. That's what I was doing. So um, I I fell out of love with it, especially because of the audience. Um, The audience size for me was um, a lot of younger kids, obviously, and... 
I was just not really myself. I mean, I don't really curse a lot, but I really censored myself. I don't. <laughs> I really censored myself a lot on my social media platforms, and I hated that. I, You know, if I'm mad one day, I want to be able to say that I'm mad, but I had to put on this, like, persona that I was happy all the time, which I am a pretty happy person. I think you know you that. Are. But sometimes, you know, I'm mad or sometimes I'm sad. Um, and I just felt like I couldn't be myself anymore. So I just really took a step back and I said, you know what? I'm going to find a way to do this, what I'm doing, but for somebody else. And then the Texas Chunkla came into my life. <laughs> it wasn't the Texas Chunkla back then. It wasn't. It was just Jesse. Yeah. Just called Jesse. Who's amazing, by the way. Um, and so I, I completely get that because mm -hmm. I, I get how you could get burned out on doing something and kind of feeling like people are pigeonholing you. Yeah. Because your original intent, your original aspirations wasn't like, hey, I do slime and I want to share it. It was something you found that, that was a niche. Yeah. Um, and the same thing with YouTube is like you found a niche and you, you became amazing at it. But you didn't go to L.A. to do slime. You didn't go to L.A. to do YouTube. Mm -hmm. You went because you have these acting chops, these singing chops mm -hmm. that you wanted to expand on. Um, are you doing anything now to nurture those, to, to nurture that? Well, I'm always creating the good thing. That's the good thing. It, you may never see it, but I'm always creating. I have an entire hard drive of songs that I write. I write almost weekly honestly like it's a lot um i film videos there's a lot in my tiktok drafts that i probably won't ever post but i do them for me um i love content creation i fell in love with that i didn't know like i said when i started i just wanted to entertain i didn't know how i was going to do it but i knew that i was entertaining or that i could be entertaining so i tried everything and content creation for me means everything it's not just social media it's also creating you know short film scripts or doing music um i just i love creating in general and within that creation realm within the entertainment realm you've you've done basically you've done it all you have mm -hmm. done you've been an mc yeah uh, you have performed on stage at festivals <laughs> at a festival at a festival <laughs> uh you've you've sang on stage yeah um you've acted in a couple of movies there was um <laughs> Something dog. Angel dog. Angel dog. Yes. And then there was Wolf. Yes. Uh, and then those are those are ones that have been released. Yes. There's a couple of projects that you worked on that haven't been released. Yeah. Uh, Zombie Prombi, yes. which was a feat. You were the feature in that film. I was the lead in that feature film. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so you've done a lot. You've done it across the spectrum. Mm -hmm. Going forward, as you look, and you're still a very young man, but going forward, where do you think Joseph goes like in the next five years with with this creation? I don't know yet, honestly, because I love what I'm doing now. I love being able to produce content that I normally wouldn't ever produce for myself. I think that's so cool. And the fact that I can go home and produce content for myself and not be able to release it and still I have a source of income, you know, I, I'm doing everything for me now. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's great in that sense because I don't have to do anything really if I don't want to you know yeah. um as far as like my personal socials um but I I'm always creating all the time and I don't think I'll ever stop do you think you'll ever you know get to a point where a lot of those recordings that you have um you know you'll you'll drop like a mixtape or you'll, you'll almost, release some of those videos I almost did it the other day on SoundCloud I was like you know I, you know I I record a lot myself so there's probably like background noises, things like that. I was like, you know what? Just upload it. Who cares? Nobody's going to 
listen to it anyways. You know, like, it doesn't matter. But, yeah, eventually I'm sure some things will come out. Because there are some times when I'm like, you know what, yeah, I want to put a song on iTunes or something like that. And I mean, Do you ever see, like... There's so many people that are, especially like when I'm thinking like TikTok, mm -hmm. uh, there's so many talented artists and they go on there and they like, they sing or they, they drop something and suddenly like, it's the biggest thing. It's, yeah. I mean, not just like sounds, you know, on, on TikTok, mm -hmm. but suddenly you're hearing out of the radio. I'm, I'm thinking of like Jax and I know Jax was already on like a, a reality show before, but do you ever think about like, hey, that could be me. I could just go on there you know, start singing and someone's going to notice me and I'm going to be back in L.A. Sometimes I do think about that, but then I remember because I've already been through it. I remember like if you do this and it blows up, you have to do that over and over and over again if you want to keep that relevancy. You know what I mean? It's I have a different mindset now because I've been through it because you've been you've been at the top of, yes. of the game. Uh, and thank you, by the way. <laughs> you absolutely have. I mean, I know that I saw some websites today that said he was the 18th best YouTuber in San Antonio. <laughs> Joseph Anthony is always number one in my heart. There's only 19 uh, of us. Was it, or no, it wasn't, it wasn't the 18th best YouTuber in San Antonio. It was the 18th best slime YouTuber, which I dispute because he is clearly the king of slime on YouTube. Thank you. Um, the slime king of San Antonio is what I love to call him. Um, okay, Joseph, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Thank you for chatting with me. I really appreciate you being here. Um, I, I love getting to work with you on a daily basis Thank because you. you are truly one of the most creative people I've ever met. Um, but more so than that, and I think this is critical that people understand this, it's not just about being talented or creative because you look at Joseph and all the success that he's had and he's self-taught. Like he learned it, he learned how to make YouTubes, how to make videos, how to edit, how to do all of that by watching YouTube. Yeah, it's not literally. like he comes from this long line mm -hmm. of content creators. He taught himself how to do that. He taught himself how to make slime. He put those two things together, self-taught slime, self-taught videos, and became one of the best in the world at it. Literally making so much money that if you look them up online, it says that he's worth between one and five million dollars. <laughs> he disputes that, but I think he's just trying to it. not he's trying to not pay the lunch bill at all. No, no. If you can find it, let me know. I, I'll happily pay for lunch. <laughs> but he became the best not because like he had this raw talent that no one else had. It's because Joseph shows up every day and he puts in the work. And he makes me put in the work. And everyone around him he makes put in the work. And that's how he became the best at what he does. Um, thank you. And there is no doubt in my mind that Joseph is the absolute best at anything he wants to do. So thank you so much, Joseph. Thank you. This is awesome. Friends, thank you for tuning in. You have been watching Kicking It with the Texas Chunkla. I'm attorney Jesse Hernandez, the Texas Chunkla. And this is my friend, Joseph Lattes. Woohoo!